Bibles to John. We've been in the book of John. We've been talking about what it is to be fruitful in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the kingdom work. What, what does it mean to be fruitful? We're in John chapter 15. We begin with verse 1. We're going to go down through verse 8. John chapter 15, verse 1 through verse 8. Uh, again, we're talking about fruitfulness. How can we be fruitful? But today's sermon is a sermon, if you'll take the sermon summary out, the penalty of fruitless life. The penalty of a fruitless life. John chapter 15, beginning with verse 1, I would ask you to stand in honor of God's Word. It was amazing last night, those 75 to 100 individuals, the Bibles, when we went to this, and I, had, I read the Scripture, them opening up the Bibles. Uh, and after the service was over, I got to look at some of those Bibles. What a wonderful thing to see someone reading from a Bible in Greek. Uh, a wonderful thing to see one of Hebrew descent reading the Bible in Hebrew. John chapter 15, beginning with verse 1, the Scripture says this to us. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bear fruits, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. This is our key passage. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Please be seated. Jesus is teaching his disciples in this moment a lesson about bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. Now, why is it important? Why is it important for us to take the time to talk about being fruitful? Well, the answer to that is this. Look at verse 5. The Bible says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Now, abiding in Jesus means you're a what? Help me out here. Abiding in Jesus means that who are you? What are you? You're a disciple. You're a Christian. You cannot be a Christian unless you abide in Jesus. It's not about religion, it's about a relationship. But if you abide in Jesus, if you're a Christian, you will bear much fruit. Why is it important? Because God has an expectation of Parkway Baptist Church. He expects us to be sharing the gospel of Jesus here in our community and around the world. That's his expectation of us. That's part of what he's going to ask us about at the end of time. 
were you about bearing fruit? So we know this. It's important because God expects this of it. And the secret of being fruitful is not your effort, not trying harder. It's abiding in Jesus. Now, all of that to be clear. We've studied it through the last few weeks. But we need to look at this element because the Scripture gives us this in verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, let's go back. If you abide in Jesus, you're a what? You can say it, that's fine. Nobody's going to throw you out of the church for speaking in church. You're a Christian. If anyone does not abide in me, who is that? Okay, think about that. Who is that? Who is the one that does not abide in him? He is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into fire, and they are burned. Anybody here know someone who does not abide in Jesus? Have you come across anybody who's not in Jesus? The Scripture has just told us what will happen to them. All right, let's look at the first point, all right? And just keep me on this mic. I can't get my ear thing going. All right, fruitless life, a fruitless life is a conclusive evidence that the one has no relationship with the vine. All right? If one does not abide in Jesus, that is an indication that that individual is unsaved. If anyone, the scripture says, does not What does that mean? That that means that's a personal choice. The person has chosen not to follow Jesus Christ, not to give their life to him. And that is why they are fruitless. Sweet friends, please understand something. Being lost is a choice. Jesus is the vine. He is the one that fills us. He is the one that gives us the right for salvation. It's not our effort that saves us. So if one is not saved, they have chosen to walk away from Jesus Christ. They have chosen to say no to what God has done. Well, pastor, what about all of those in those foreign countries that have never heard? That's why we have the emphasis on missions. That's why we go to Washington University to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we come together and have an international service Saturday night. To share the gospel of Jesus. That's what God has called us to. We must make a choice to serve God or serve self. Keep your finger, if you will, in John chapter 15, but go over to Joshua chapter 24, the book of Joshua. And look at what the word of God has to say to us in Joshua 24. The Bible says in Joshua 24, these words. And if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Now, this is Joshua speaking to the Hebrew children. And he's saying to them, you got to make a choice. If you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. But if you do not abide in me, Joshua says you got a choice. 
whether the gods of your fathers served on the other side of the river are the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, dear friends, the, the word of God says you got a choice. Your family has a choice. Your loved ones have a choice. And they choose either to abide in Jesus or to walk away from Jesus. Who are the fruitless? Well, the scripture says, does not abide in me. Who are they? There are family members. There are work associates. There are neighbors who have never accepted the lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, you got to understand something, too. Those people, the scripture says unto us, who do not abide in Jesus, may be doing some pretty good things. Uh, go over to Matthew. You're in John chapter 15. Go over to the book of Matthew. And let's look at a surprising passage of scripture. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 through 23. Some work hard at being fruitful, but they're lost. Matthew 7, 22 and 23, look at what it says. And many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not preached the gospel? Have we, have we not gone to foreign lands and told the message of Jesus? cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, who is the I? It's Jesus. I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Sweet friend, there are those in the church that serve on committees and do good things, but they're lost. They don't abide in Jesus. Can I ask you a simple question? When you live your life, who is Lord of your life? Who helps you make decisions about where you put your money, where you place your time, where you give your effort? Who is your loyalty to? The Bible says here are some that said, man, I served on the committee, Jesus. Jesus, I was a member of that church for years. Matter of fact, they called on me many times to give a devotion. And Jesus said, I don't know who you are. Now, sweet friends, our fruitfulness doesn't depend upon our effort and how good we are. You, you see what we say is, I know he expects us to be fruitful, but that's all for all those goody two-shoes, those that don't have any problems and any difficulties. Let them do it. No, sweet friend, God expects you to be fruitful. He, he expects you to abide in Jesus Christ. 
And that fruitfulness depends on a relationship with Jesus. Go back to John 15, verses 4 and 5. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. It is a choice. We either choose to walk with Jesus and watch him as he produces fruit around us and in us, or we choose to go our own way. The perfect example of this is a man by the name of Judas, who was right in the midst, most trusted one above all the disciples because he was the treasurer. You don't give your money to somebody you don't trust. And yet he was of Satan. The importance of what I want to say is that we must be abiding, surrounded in, about Jesus Christ. What does it mean to be fruitless? What are the characteristics? What are the conditions? What are the realms of being fruitless? Again, our topic this morning is the penalty for being fruitless. We need to understand what it is to be fruitless. We need to understand that there are those around us who look like us, talk like us, act like us, but they're fruitless. What does it mean to be fruitless? You're in John chapter 15. You're going to need to go over to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. What does it mean to be fruitless? Look at what the scripture says. Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also you all once conducted yourself in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Dear friends, you've just seen a fruitless individual. That's what a fruitless individual is. That's described in the passage of Scripture. Given to us, what is it? A fruitless individual is spiritually dead. Look at verse 1, Ephesians chapter 2. Who were dead in their trespasses in sin. You see, they can look good, they can come to church, they can do all kinds of things. But they're walking dead. You are dead. The word literally means being completely turned off to the spiritual nature. It means you may be physically alive, but spiritually unto God, you're dead. What is the spiritual life? The spiritual life is about righteousness and inner peace and joy and truth. And a dead person cannot react to that. A dead person does not react to the light of Jesus Christ, the sound of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
The taste of God and the mission he has given us and how it nourishes our soul. The dead are totally insensitive to what God does. They are spiritual zombies, walking dead, unable to understand and appreciate. Can I strike home? Some of you right now don't have any idea what I'm talking about. And right now what you're thinking about is what you're going to do after this sermon is over. Some of you could care less about what I'm saying. And what I must say to you is, dear friend, beware you may be spiritually dead. Because if the gospel doesn't fire you, then there's something wrong. If the warning that God gives us about the penalties of being fruitless don't inspire us to abide in Jesus. I'm not asking you to go on a pilgrimage. I'm not asking you to convert your whole neighborhood. What I'm asking you is to abide in Jesus. To make him priority. And if that doesn't stir you, then you better look deep. Because, sweet friend, if it doesn't stir you, you cannot bear fruit and you cannot walk with Jesus Christ. What happens to the fruitless? 1 John chapter 2, verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not of us. You ever wonder why 50% of the membership of Parkway Baptist Church never shows up? Now, pastor, are you all saying that they're all lost and going to hell? No, sweet friend, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is those who know Jesus abide in him till the end. I married Sherry 40 years ago. And you know what? Until he calls me home, I'm going to stay with her. Because that's my commitment to her. And if she ever leaves me, I'm going to go with her. You want to know where they are? Many of them prophesied. Many of them did good works. Many of them drove out demons. But they were not of us. Now, is that my right? No, that's God's. He's the one that judges. Where do the fruitless abide? Go back to what it says in Ephesians. In trespasses and sins. The interesting thing about those two words is this in the Greek. The, the sin, you've heard it many, many times before. I'm sorry, I'm moving away. You've heard it many, many times before. The word sin means miss the mark. It means this is God's standard and you miss God's standard. But the word trespass, that's an interesting word. It specifically means to fall, to slip. It means to be walking along a path and then slipping off the path to find yourself in the ditch. And that's what happened with sin. 
That's what happens to the fruitless. They walk along and then they slip off. Something diverts their attention. Something draws them away. And you know what it does then? It kills them. It kills their innocence. It kills their desire to serve Jesus. And it steals from them their freedom of choice. The Bible says it this way in Romans 6.23, describing the lifestyle, trespass and sin of the fruitless. The wages of sin is death. And the word death there means to be separated. Literally, it means to be alone in darkness. The word is in the abyss. To be separated from God. Think about that. Think about being fruitless in trespasses and sins and being separated from God. And then being told you have cancer. Being told you're no longer needed at your job. Being told that your spouse doesn't want to be with you anymore. Being told that your best friend has just betrayed you. And to be completely separate from the healing power of God. Dear friend, the unbeliever is not sick, he is dead. He doesn't need to be resuscitated, he needs resurrection. The final stage of sin is death. When we talk about fruitful, fruitlessness, we take it so lightly. We think somehow it's by how hard we work. And maybe I'll do it tomorrow. But sweet friend, to be fruitless in the kingdom work means that you are walking dead. And the result is to be separated from God, from goodness and life and everything that gives us joy in a world that is filled with sin and death. To be fruitless means you're spiritual dead, but it means you're enslaved to sin. Look at what the scripture says, Ephesians chapter 2. Verse two, in which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. You see, someone who walks away from Jesus says, I've made a choice, I'm free, I'm my own God, my own Lord, I can do my own thing. The difficulty is that's a lie. That that individual now has turned their allegiance away from the eternal God who loves them with all of his heart and turned their allegiance over to the ruler of this world. Who rules this fruitless existence? It is Satan himself. 
the power of the air, the God of this world, the spirit of the age. And Satan's purpose is to destroy you. Dear friends, it was just the most wonderful thing to listen to those glorifying Jesus Christ in languages from all over the world. But why in our world is the name of Jesus Christ used as a curse word? Why is every other set and what they believe all right except what we believe about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's because the ruler of the air, the ruler of this world, the ruler of the fruitless, and they have learned from him to be disobedient. In those who are disobedient, you see it there? The word disobedient means to be in rebellion. You want to know what sin is? Sin is literally rebelling against God, knowing what is right, but not doing it. Knowing how you should live your life and saying, I'll do what I want to do. That's the product of a fruitless life. And the source of that externally is Satan and the interior source of that, the internal source, is our own lust. As the scripture says, the lust of the flesh and the desire of the mind. The world system around us is moving us toward our desires, our lusts. We can't sell a car without showing something sexual. We can't have a program on TV without breaking the vows of marriage. That is the standard of the fruitless world we live in. And sweet friends, when we begin to adopt that, we begin to move into a fruitless lifestyle that does not honor the Lord God. The ruler of this world teaches the fruitless to be greedy, lustful, and throw off restraint. And the key theme is this. It's the me generation. It's all about me, what I want, and what you can do for me. And that's not the way of the fruitful. The way of the fruitful is to sacrifice your life for those that deserve it? No. For those that are good? No. You see, abiding in Jesus means that you sacrifice your life for those who don't deserve it, who don't measure up. And when you sacrifice your life for them, they don't pat you on the back and say, Thank you. Because that's what Jesus did. Pastor, if that's true, then to be fruitful in the kingdom of God, it costs. Yes, it does. It will cost you your life. It may even cost you your mate. It surely probably will cost you your job. And it'll cost you some of your friends. The lust of the flesh. 
That's the thing that appeals to us. Um, it was interesting, did a funeral not very long ago, and um, the family, um, not necessarily, they weren't members of our church, but um, they talked about mother, grandmother, and how straightforward she was. Um, and the one said, well, when she came to our house, we were watching Game of Thrones. And all through it, she would say, that's horrible. That's, that's terrible. We shouldn't be watching that. And as soon as the episode was over, the lady said, and when is the next episode coming on? The lust of the flesh. Galatians 5, 19 through 21 defines what the lust of the flesh is. It's adultery, fornication, idolatry, hatred, wrath, envy, sedition, and heresy. Involved in any of those? That's a fruitless lifestyle. That's a lifestyle that does not honor God. Remove yourself from it. The fruitless individual lives their life in the desires of the flesh. They feed their own appetites. The word lust literally in the Greek means to gratify, to carve out what you desire. And the implication is sexual lust, immorality, pride, and ambition. That's the flesh. It's the fallen nature. It's what God says, move away from. Don't be part of. And the desires of the mind. That's that willfulness. That's that desire. That indulgence. That's that selfish way. I'll think what I want to think and reason what I want to reason, and it doesn't make any difference what the Bible says. And dear friend, if that's you, then you're living in trespasses and sin, and your life is fruitless. And are you abiding in Jesus? Let's get to the end. The fruitless lifestyle becomes the object of wrath. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3 says, And we're by nature children of wrath. The Greek word means opposite of. The Greek word means opposite of the love of God. It means the wrath of God is revealed in the life that is fruitless. It, it means what takes place in the life is that wrath turns that individual to be coarse and hard and insensitive to the way of God and God's plan for that individual's life. There is a present wrath of God. And that is what we go through when we are in rebellion against God. It is the circumstances that come into our life. It is God trying to draw us back and using any circumstance that he might to draw us to himself. It can be sickness. It can be financial loss. It can be illness. It can be anything. But God will use it to bring us back. And there is a future wrath. And the future wrath 
is hell. It's the consequence of sin. It's the consequence of the judgment of God that comes upon a life when they have lived a fruitless lifestyle. The fruitless lifestyle are for those who are children of wrath and children of disobedience. But there's still one thing we need to understand. It's found in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. What is the conclusion, Pastor? Of the penalty. The scripture says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. But beloved, do not forget this one thing. That with the Lord one day is as a thousand days and a thousand years as one. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. As are some count slackness. But is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Dear friend, why did Jesus, remember, go back? Jesus taught John 15 just before his trial, just before his scourging. Just before his passion, before his crucifixion and his death. Why? Because he didn't want any of you to be fruitless. Next Sunday, I'm going to preach on hell. And you know why? Because hell was important to Jesus. Why? Any of you know a restaurant by the name of White Castle? If you were to say to me, Pastor, we're going to go to White Castle at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'd do everything I could to try to talk you out of that, okay? Now, don't go back and tell White Castle that the pastor was disparaging them. But at 2 in the morning, that's not the best place, I think, for you to go. Jesus loves you, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. And above everything in the world, Jesus did not want you to be separated from him. He did not want you to have a fruitless life. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance on his terms, his way. Yes, dear friends, because he's the only one that has the words of life. He's the only one that has the keys of death and hell. You don't need to be resuscitated. You need to be resurrected. And as my daddy said, it's either his way or That seems real narrow. It's almost as narrow as a cross. 
almost as narrow as a road that walks to Golgotha that is filled with his blood. Don't be fruitless. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Repent. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I would ask in these moments, Lord, truly, that loving spirit of Jesus Christ would move through our congregation. And Heavenly Father, for those that are abiding in Jesus Christ, Lord, there would be a joy and a presence and a realization, Lord, there are places they will not go and things they will not do. There will not be wrath that they will face of God because they abide in Jesus. And Lord, let them rejoice in that. Let them, Heavenly Father, express themselves. Let, Lord, let them sing like I heard last night. Those peoples from every corner of the world who last night praised Jesus, who had set them free, coming from every ideology you can think of, coming from every foreign God that can be imagined. And yet when they found their place in Jesus, he gave them a joy, a joy to sing and the promise of a home. Lord, for that one who has heard my message and been disturbed by it, that one that says no one has a right Heavenly Father, let them hear the words of Jesus. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Let them know, Lord, that Jesus loves them. This we know, for the Bible tells us so. But Lord, let this message be a clarion warning to them to come to Jesus, to abide in him. And then, Lord, would you do this? There is work to be done. There is fruit to be gathered. Heavenly Father, impress upon each of us that abide in you where that fruit is. And give us the strength, Lord, to gather it and to bring it to your feet. Lord, it is your task. It is your strength. It is, Lord, your ministry. And it is your field. And so, Lord, we go where you direct us. We do what you tell us to do. And we bear fruit. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.